The conflict between Israelis and Palestinians has often been portrayed as a religious war, and each side has been known to claim that God is on its side. That's a sentiment that makes Qasim Rashid cringe. He's a lawyer and he writes about religion. This week he wrote a piece for the Daily Beast called Prophet Muhammad's Rules of War. Rashid said those rules were clearly laid out in the Quran. Permission to fight is given once war has been waged upon you. And that permission to fight is only to promote religious freedom and to ensure that fighting has come to an end. The Quran furthermore says that when someone is attacking you, you are only allowed to fight those who are attacking you, no one else. The second somebody lays down their arms, you must lay down your arms. There is no retribution. There is no revenge in this regard. And then from the Hadith, uh, the sayings of Prophet Muhammad, we find very clearly that he gives some very specific rules. Do not mutilate dead bodies. Neither kill a child, nor a woman, nor an old man. Do not harm trees. Do not burn trees, especially those that are fruitful. Do not slay the enemy's flock, except for your food. This is the black and white text, very straightforward. So the rules of war that you mentioned there from um, Prophet Muhammad, they don't seem to be applied anywhere by Muslims or anyone else for a very long time. I wonder if you can speak to that or, and perhaps give us an example of, of when you feel they were last followed. That's a very important point you uh, bring up. And the fact is that these are not being applied today. And one of the consequences of that is the perpetual warfare that our world is unfortunately going through. These rules, however, are practical, as demonstrated not only at the time of Prophet Muhammad, but also during the Middle Ages with the legendary general uh, Salahuddin. When he conquered Jerusalem, it was not only to remove tyrannical rule, but also to establish religious freedom. And history records that he insisted that Jews return to Jerusalem as equals because he understood how valuable it was to them from a religious perspective, and he wanted to respect that. There's a very famous incident in a battle with King Richard the Lionhearted. Salahuddin saw him fall off a horse. Rather than attack him, Salahuddin sent King Richard his own horse, waited for him to mount, and then began fighting him again. The element that I want to make very clear is that it doesn't matter what religion you believe or do not believe in. These rules of war are not religious. They're secular rules of war. So no, no matter the time frame, no matter the religion or lack thereof, these rules are just as applicable. Yeah, th th that's an interesting point, though, is you point to a, a period in history where war was very personal. It was man against man. Between Gaza and Israel, you're firing rockets from the middle of a field, from an airplane, from a helicopter. You know, it's pretty hard to, to go give the other guy your horse. No, you're absolutely right. But, but it's not hard to recognize that when you're fighting a battle, there are combatants and there are innocent civilians involved. And actions that will harm innocent civilians or kill innocent civilians, as we're seeing, are actions that simply should be avoided. Now, part of what's so galling about this discussion, in a way, is that both sides actually use God in their warfare. Israel calls itself the most moral army in the world. Hamas uses God to justify its actions. You know, how is it that you expect your words to sink in in a situation like this? People have long called upon God as their justification for violence. When somebody wants to commit a violent act or somebody wants to commit an act of terrorism, they will find whatever excuse is most convenient for them to do so. But Qasim, I mean, defending yourself is, is also a matter of interpretation. Certainly groups in Iraq say that war is being waged against them because uh, an occupying power is there. Same goes for Israel. In essence, the, the Jewish state is occupying Muslim land. 
this is where the distinction comes between defending for religious freedom and trying to resolve political and economic disputes. And what you're commenting on Iraq and Israel, these are reflections of, I think, a violation of justice because uh, decisions were not being made based on humanitarian concerns, but based on political alliances. Qasim Rashid is a lawyer and the national spokesman for the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. Thank you so much. Thank you.